Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be here today on the Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. And today we welcome Kara Dent, who is the owner and founder of the Dental A-Team. She consults with her team over 100 practices nationwide, and together they tackle in-person dental office coaching. And so we are so excited to welcome her. She's um, been incredibly, she's just an incredibly talented woman who has also owns some dental practices. Is that correct, Kara? Yep, it is. That's great. Well, we want to welcome you and you can talk a little bit about that and tell us a little bit about your story and what you have to offer the dental community. Awesome. Well, Jacqueline, I'm super honored to be here. Um, I love dentistry. My last name really is Dent. People ask me all the time. Uh, they ask, Kira, is that a stage name? And I just say, no, it's it's absolutely not a stage name. But what it is, is it actually just took me three fiancés to get this last name. So that really is my last name. Um, and I'm just honored to be here. I love what you guys do. I love supporting you guys. And today we're just going to have a fun time. So uh, a little bit about my background. I actually in high school, decided to get into dentistry because I wanted to wear scrubs. Like that's the honest to goodness reason. Why did I become good at tennis? Because I wanted to wear the cute varsity tennis outfits. Like clearly I just go for the outfits. Um, But I decided I could either choose nursing or dentistry. And I thought, gosh, learn the whole body or learn the mouth. Definitely go in dentistry. So that's why I started. Um, I started out as a dental assistant and then became a treatment coordinator, a scheduler, a biller, an office manager, regional manager. Um, I did end up teaching at Midwestern University's Dental College in Arizona while my husband did pharmacy school. So I worked there for three years, helped teach radiology. Um, and then me and a student decided to partner. So I became an owner at that point in time and I helped her start her practice. So we bought a practice um, and we took that practice from 500000 to $2.4 million in nine months and then opened our second location. So uh, and then there are seven practices and I realized, oh my gosh, if I can help her, Let's think of all the other students that I know that we could help. So that's what started the consulting company. And then I was like, wait, everybody targets the doctors, um, which I agree. But doctors are only as good as their teams are. So that's why we made the Dental A-Team podcast where it's doctors and teams just to try and serve and give back. And now we have a team of traveling consultants and I can geek out about dentistry all day long, Jacqueline. So anything from business to systems to teams to what not to do, um, I'm here for it. And I'm excited to share with all of our listeners today. That's wonderful. How many do you have on your team currently? So we have a team of eight right now. We have five. We're about to bring on our sixth traveler. So uh, we travel a lot. Um, prior to COVID, I would travel to almost every 50, all 50 states in a year. And I would be gone for about 267 days a year. So that I don't travel, thankfully, as much. But um, this year, I think I'm up to 32 states that I've been to this year alone. So we travel, we haul and we love it. And it's a good time. That's great. So it sounds like you're not only an expert at dentistry, but you're an expert at traveling too. Oh yeah. Let's talk travel tips all day long. I interview consultants and I ask them, okay, so if we're going on a trip, do you check luggage or do you take a carry on? And I literally ask this because I know travelers do not ever check luggage. Like that is an absolute no, no. So whenever someone's like, oh, I take a bag, I'm like, oh, and this 
probably isn't going to be your favorite career path. <laughs> so, but yes, I will happily talk travel. Um, I've been to six of the seven continents. I'm headed to my seventh continent, which is not Antarctica, um, but I have been to Antarctica. So I'm headed to my seventh continent actually next month. So oh, wow. yeah, I love to travel. And that was my vision board. It was dentistry and travel next to each other. And voila, here we are serving and having a good time. That's so great. So I know one big thing that's been talked about over the last year is post-COVID. I know, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges right now running a dental practice coming out of COVID? And, you know, what are those, I guess, what what can dentists, just what are some tips you could give dentists in helping them know how to, you know, make a profitable business coming out of COVID, basically? For sure. Um, I think, I think <laughs> COVID is interesting because, we all learned what it felt like to work less and to be home with a forced at home. And then we come back and it was like full blown marathon sprinting. Like we are sprinting these marathons. And then we went through the great resignation where everybody's quitting and then there's nobody there. We've gone through a hygienist drought, which I think we're still in the midst of. So I actually think it's having this mindset where you can continue on in spite of everything going on and realizing that this is the flavor of business. Like when you sign up to be a business owner, Yes, we would love it to go peaches and cream and easy, but like that's not business. Like all of these struggles we are going through right now are what we signed up as to do as business owners. And so I think watching these dental offices come through, I truly think it's the mental stamina marathon that is the biggest struggle um, of how many team members can you lose or turn over and not feel like you're the worst boss. How many times can you post a freaking Indeed ad and feel like, all right, let's try this again. Um, and then at the same time, trying to maintain culture. And I feel like we're just on the crust of where we're going to start to see a shift where there will be like, we've got the buzzwords of recession out there. We're starting to see interest rates going up, people not wanting to spend as much. So I think we're in this like pretty big shift of how it's going. So we've been in like booming days of Dentistry and production has been, I would say, quote unquote, easier, but we're about to shift. And so I think that that's really been the struggle, especially for a lot of my offices I consult is how do you stay mentally strong? How do you deal with, gosh, like the ebbs and flows of everything we're dealing with and maintain that awesome culture, maintain the great dentistry and able to continue to grow within. And I, I truly will say, I think it comes down to mindset, Jacqueline, is what I've seen the most from all the offices that are thriving and jiving versus those who are struggling. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, you know, that's one of the things that I know about you is your goal is to positively change the structure and the culture inside of your dental practice, right? So how, what are some tips that you could give dentists to have a better mindset as far as you know, because you, I mean, you're obviously going to have those days that you're down a little bit because someone gave their notice or whatever, and you're starting all over again. I know my daughter, she's actually an office manager for a pediatric dentist and she's, and I don't, can't even tell you how many times she has placed an ad or tried to find, you know, a replacement because there's just this never ending change of, you know, team members and, and how do you keep that consistency in the office as far as that culture goes? For sure. I think that um, you really hit it on the head of like, this is the revolving door. I actually used to have a company called Dental Placement Pros um, prior to COVID. And I actually hired because as an office manager, that was the hardest part was 
constantly hiring. Um, but I actually just talked to someone the other day and he and I were chatting business and practices and just geeking out on it. And he said, Kara, do you really think that Disneyland and Amazon and all these big companies are like, oh, we had some turnover. We're just going to like close down the Disneyland line. I think we think, and again, as smaller businesses, we don't have thousands of employees that every employee does count and does matter. But I think we also have to, like, at least for me, I've had to change the mindset of hiring and having team turnover and not having team members that are with me forever. Like generationally, we have changed. We have become more of a transient society. We are, people are not as concerned about things that we used to be motivated by. And that's going to shift as well, but that's innovation. And so I think looking at this and realizing that this is a great opportunity um, to bring in new team members, to bring in um, different things. I feel like we're in this mental shift of, I think I'm supposed to have team members that last me forever. And then we get frustrated when someone gives a notice or they don't work out. But I think that that's just a shift of expectation. So would I love to have team members stay with me forever? Heck yeah, like it's a lot easier to maintain that culture, but realizing that society is shifting. And so one, I think absolutely have a great culture. Um, And that doesn't mean what it used to mean. You really got to talk to your team and you've got to decide as a leader, what's the culture you want to embody? What's the culture that you want to establish and then make that your driving force? So I think I often am like, okay, I'm going to try and shift everything to make my team happy. And I did that in 2019 and I had a junk of a culture. I was frustrated as a boss. I hated going to work. I didn't like the people I was working with. And it was because I was trying to be everything for everyone and not driving forward a vision that people could get behind. I was visionless as a leader. So as a leader, get that vision dialed in of where are you going? Why are you doing this? And it's okay if it shifts and changes, but at least have a guiding star. And I want, I want to remind people that stars are like goals are stars to guide by, not sticks to beat ourselves with. And so we can remember that these goals and these visions are just guiding us. Fantastic. Then we can build our culture around that. Then bring in team members that really are fit for that culture and realize they probably will shift And we'd shift those expectations as well. Yes, I want people to stay with me forever. Yes, I want them to have it. But at the end of the day, I'm probably going to outgrow them or they're going to outgrow me. And both are okay. And that doesn't mean you're a failed office manager. It doesn't mean you're a failed doctor. It just means that you are a growing and evolving business and people will either grow with you or they'll choose to go grow somewhere else. And again, both are okay. So I think it's also got to be like mental stamina you build up. So whether that's listening to podcasts that inspire you, reading books, getting great mentors around you, having a coach. I know I am like my fortification are my coaches. I have uh, two, one personally and one professionally. And I rely on them to keep me in a healthy mindset to walk me off the ledges when like I am right there on the edge. But but also it comes from working out, having that daily routine, making sure that I'm filling my mind with great content. Social media, I stopped it in 2020. I was like, forget it. Like we still post and our company's still active. I'm not that person anymore because I got sick of comparing with every person and that was on me, not on them. And so really watching what are you feeding your mind and your soul and your spirit with, because that's going to influence your mindset. I mean, I wash offices and people grow and they would get like 25 new employees. And I'm like, cool, I only have one. But that comparison was destroying me. And so wherever you are, I think comparison and looking to where you can become is healthy. But if you're constantly beating yourself up, measuring to someone else's measuring stick, that's where it becomes very unhealthy. So hopefully those were some ideas out there. Um, 
whatever sticks with you, fantastic. You probably needed that, but really, really mastering your mind during this and having a clear vision that you're connected to that inspires you is what's going to rally a team behind you far faster than anything else I've been able to find. That makes total sense. And, and, and your positivity will rub off on your team members. And that's probably the one thing that's going to create more buy-in than anything is the way you handle every situation, the way you think through every situation. So I think that's fabulous advice for providers who might be struggling with their team and keeping them, you know, all bought into the same idea of we need to, you know, be all on the same page. And here we are starting to hire again. How do you, um, as far as, and it seems like it makes a huge difference if you have kind of a training program set up for those team members and made sure that you have everything in place so that you had a standard operating procedure once you'd get that hiring. Why don't you address that for a minute and see if there's anything new you can share with these providers on that side of it? Yeah, of course. So I think one of the things that, like you said, have that standard operating procedure for sure, that's going to make your life easier because I think we often are just putting people into place. We are making it to where we're just not, we're not, we're not setting ourselves up for success or our employees either. And so if we're not doing that, how are we expecting them to win the game? So let's make it easy for future hires, people that we work with to win the game and also for you. So absolutely, yes. If you don't have an operations manual, get that sucker done. We are running um, something that was helpful in January. I'm doing it every single week for three months operations manual course. So if anyone wants to join us, I realized... People just need someone to show them the way to get this done. So that was my freedom as a business owner when all of our, all the operations were written down and I wasn't scared if someone left because it's actually there to where someone new can come in and and have that. So I think absolutely, yes, as a leader, as a business owner, that will give you so much confidence, let alone it's going to have consistent onboarding for the next person. I had never once as a new team member ever had onboarding. It was like, follow Susie around and watch to see what she does and then do that. Well, cool. Like, I don't even know what that is. I'll do my best. But that was a very different time as well that I didn't have 20 different job offers that I could go choose from. And we've got to make it very inviting for people to come to as well. So get that standard operating system done, get those protocols written, have little guidebooks for every person when you hire them so they can be set up for success. But I also think it's empowering them with ownership from day one. Like I give new hires, like here's your onboarding guidebook. Here's what we're going to do in your 30 days. This is what I expect to see from you in 30 days. Here's all the protocols for it. And every day I'm going to have a check-in with you. That's obnoxious. I'm not going to lie. Like it's a lot of time. But then these people are bought into the culture. They're bought into asking questions. They're bought into being a team member. And these check-ins are five minutes. It's not like I'm spending hours with these people, but they're bought in from day one. They're trained exactly how we want them to be trained. And it's not like in six months. I remember when my 90 days used to hit as an office manager with team members. And I'm like, oh no, like, are they doing their job? Are they not doing their job? I literally have no idea. Like, do I need to give them a raise? Do I not? I had no structure, no strategy with my practices. And so building that, and I would say if you're not at this spot, or if you are at this spot, take the time to build the foundation and the structure right now, because it will pay undue dividends in the future. So absolutely, Jacqueline, 100% 
get that ops manual done, have a solid onboarding process. But then like there's some really fun things that you can do to build culture. And just a few ideas like for us, uh, we have a theme for every morning huddle. Morning huddles, I love them. I'm a proponent of them. They used to make me want to poke my eyes out sometimes because they just feel so monotonous. So we created five different things for every day. So it's Motivation Monday. So people bring their favorite quote. Testimonial Tuesday, we read reviews from from happy patients um, and shout out team members for that. Wednesday is core value shout out. Sorry, it doesn't rhyme with a W. Couldn't figure that one out. Um, But core value shout out. So the core values of our company, every single team member calls another team member out and they say which team member is exemplifying a different core value. So that's Wednesday. Thursday's thankful Thursday. Everyone lists off something they're thankful for. And Friday's fun Friday. What's the most fun thing we've done? Or you can tell a funny joke, but shake it up because that's culture. That core value shout out is your team members pushing the culture forward that you as a leader aren't having to do. You can also do quarterly team building activities. I don't know if you know, but dental offices have four departments, doctors, front office, hygienists, and assistants. So you can actually break that up for the four quarters of the year, give them a budget and have them plan a team building activity per department. So dental assistants will plan one for quarter one and the whole team comes to it. You guys have it set on, you know, it's the first Tuesday of every quarter and then give them a budget and let them go to town and have fun with it. Cause that type of stuff will fuse that energy and that culture that you as a leader don't have to do. You just have to build that skeleton structure, give your team members the the parameters, and then let them go haywire and have a good time creating and fostering that culture with and for you as well. Well, you have given some great tips for providers to create a better culture environment in the, on their team. Um, I love that you guys offer the standard operating procedure courses so that they can learn, you know, if, cause I mean, that's something I'm, I don't even know. I haven't even had this conversation with my daughter. She has standard operating procedures in her practice. And, and, but I'm sure that's a huge component when you have turnover with your team. It's terrifying. It's absolutely the most, like it just, you feel shackled. I remember marketing for me was my, I'm like, I don't even know what those people do. Like they make posts and I don't actually know how these things get created or done. And when my marketing team made all of those, when our dental assistants make all of them, especially front office, like when they make those to where any person in the practice can go pick up that book, they can look online, like however you choose to set it up. There is true freedom and security that you didn't even understand was there. Because I didn't have an ops manual in, as a dental office manager. And man, onboarding your team members was just like, good luck. I wish you the best. Let me know if I can help you. Um, so it really can just change and elevate your practice, your team, and the overall experience of consistency as well. That's great. So I have a question about patients. How, how are patients handling the changes in teams, you know, over and over and over? And and how do these providers keep up with patient expectations through this process? I think it's a really valid question. And I feel like it, honestly, the patient experience is directed from the doctor leader themselves. So if they've got a great attitude, guys, you can have like, I don't think we, I think we think patients think more about what's happening than really they notice. Because I mean, I've seen my dentist twice this year. That's it. If I have to do a filling or come back, maybe I'll get lucky and see them five times if I'm like really that favorite patient. But we're talking five times in 12 months. They're not going to see, and they might, they might see different changes, 
But if you look, every restaurant has different people. Every bank has different people. You go to the supermarket and there's different people. Like that's normal and it's not you. And so I think you think people are thinking a lot more about you than they really are. So if you just have a great attitude and, you know, if patients say, man, it seems like there's a lot of new people, like there are, we're growing. We're super excited to have new people join our team. It's okay. It's like, well, what happened to Susie? You know, Susie ended up um, wanting to go somewhere where she was able to expand and blah, 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 blah. And we are so excited for her. And we love Jacqueline. She is the best assistant you'll ever have. So you just painting the experience for the patient is what the patient will experience. That sounds like really cliche. It sounds like, what did she just say? Like the experience we paint for the patient is what the patient will experience. Um, I think of it like a movie. They know the feel, the action, the experience they want their viewers to watch, and they create that. And so what are you as a practice doing, even with this change, with this turnover? And for me, sometimes I feel freaking chaotic over here. But if I'm chaotic, my clients will feel that way. People I'm with are going to feel that way. So I feel like as leaders, we've got to zen it out. Dental zing, right? You've got your zen it out in there a little bit. Um, but if you guys will just zen it out, have an awesome experience, realize that change is normal, that that is part of a business. And I know we're so used to having team members for 10, 15, 20 years. We used to also have people who lived in the same state for 10, 20, 15 years. Like that was normal. And now we're in a society where we change and we travel and we fluctuate. And so that's normal. So I would say just put together the experience you want your patients to have, and they will experience that for with you. I love that. You know, you, you kind of hit it on the head when you said it's kind of cliche, but it really does remind me of that saying that says people will never remember what you said. They only will remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's all that. It really is all that. And that, and it sounds kind of simple, really, when you break it down. Yeah. Well, and I just love that it's in your control. Like you don't have to go do anything special. And even if people come and go, it's still within the owner and the team's experience um, rather than it being external forces. And I feel like when you can have that internally for better or for worse, like that's a lot of responsibility, but it really does make it so much easier for you as a leader and as a boss um, to realize it's within your control and not external factors. That sounds great. Well, I feel like we have had a great chat today around culture, around standard operating procedures and the importance of those, and around how to make patients feel, you know, loved and special, even though you've got all this change happening within the dental practice. So I love that. Is there anything additional that you would like to add? Um, And also, is there anything, you know, I would love for you to give your information as far as any promos you have coming out of this podcast or the best way to get a hold of you and your team if if they're if someone's looking for your team to come in and help them especially with that standard operating procedure manual or this you know those kind of things i'd love for you to share that information before we end today yeah of course well Jacqueline i just appreciate you guys and um i think my final thoughts as i wrap up and then i'll share all the things with you guys is We are in the best, most incredible profession you could ever ask to be a part of. Like, I am the biggest proponent of dentistry and believing that the future is so bright. I believe all the best things are coming to you and they're already happening to you right here and right now. And if you can have that mindset of realizing like, we are in the best profession, we get to change lives all day long, 
And we're in a time where we are innovating dentistry faster than any other time before. And so to just be so grateful for this opportunity and um, to see it, like, I just think back, there was a, a really awesome meme I saw and it said, the life you're living today is a life you once dreamed of. And I just love thinking about that. Like, guys, you created this and you get to be here. So just enjoy it and embrace it. Um, and on that note, if we can serve you, if we can help you, if we can help your team, we do virtual or in-person. Um, if you didn't have the best 2022 or you want to shake things up for 2023 and uh, that resonates and jives with you, you can always reach out hello at the dentalateam.com. And then if you want to join us for that ops manual, give yourself the best gift you could ever give yourself. Um, be sure to join us. You can head on over to thedentalateam.com backslash ops manual. And if you guys use the coupon code dentalzing, because you're a podcast listeners, uh, we have a huge discount for you guys on that. So be sure to head on over. But truly, if we can help in any way, follow us, listen to our podcast. Um, but our job is just to be here to help you remember that the life you're living is your dream life and let's make it a reality for you. So Jacqueline, thank you so much. It was truly an honor. And like I said, that coupon code's dentalzing um, or email us hello at thedentalateam.com. I love it. Thank you so much, Kira. I really appreciate your optimism on dentistry. You have your passion for dentistry is just contagious. And I love that about you so much. And Thank you again for joining us today and we'll see you again next time. Awesome. Thank you. The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist consultant network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.